So something that always kind of troubled me, and I was kind of wrestling with it, is this phrase from John the Baptist, I did not know him, but I came baptizing with water so that he might be made known. I did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, on whomever you see the Spirit come down and descend, he's the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. So I was thinking about that. And if you think about it, John met Jesus in the womb. We know that for certain. He literally danced in his mother Elizabeth's womb when he was soaked, baptized in the Holy Spirit in that moment. And the fathers of the church speak about John the Baptist in that dance in the Holy Spirit and being soaked in the Holy Spirit, that sin, that original sin was purged away from him. That's one of the, one of the thoughts of the fathers of the church, that he came into the world with original sin, but encountering Jesus Christ, who is soaked with the Holy Spirit himself, pouring that out, John the Baptist experiences this, this freedom, this gift. But sometimes we maybe just assume that they were always just hanging out together. But if you think about it, John the Baptist met him in the womb. But then when John the Baptist was born and at a very young age went off into the midst of the desert, Jesus was growing up in Nazareth and John down in Jerusalem. So it seems like looking at this gospel, John, I'm sure, knows of his cousin, but maybe they haven't met face to face other than in the midst of the womb. We don't know. That's something in heaven we'll figure out. But what's beautiful about this is if you look at it through that light of John the Baptist, let's say, meeting Jesus as a man for the first time in this moment, which is what it seems like it's saying here, we see how when John the Baptist is soaked in the Holy Spirit in the womb, he becomes like a tuning fork so that he's looking, he's seeing all these different people. And yet, because he's so attuned to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is giving him eyes to see what looks like an ordinary man and to realize that he is actually the Lamb of God. He is the one who in some way will take away the sins of the world. He will be that one in which all of iniquity comes upon and he will free Israel. John also sees the Spirit coming upon Jesus like a dove, this gentleness and remaining upon him. And that is a fulfillment of Isaiah 11 that says, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, this Messiah King, the servant of the Lord, the one who is coming, and by his stripes we will be healed. The sign to know who he is 
is the Spirit resting upon him. And not just coming upon him like the Holy Spirit would in the Old Testament, coming upon Samson, coming upon Saul, coming upon all these different people, but the difference with Jesus is that he comes, and with Samson and those ones, it's like a moment of the Spirit, and he makes them strong. But it's on Jesus that the Spirit remains, like the dove going forth from Noah's ark, searching in the midst of all of this water and finding a place to land and stay. Jesus is that island in the midst of a stormy sea. And he actually takes the stormy sea, the waters, and he transforms them into waters that will allow us to encounter his peace, encounter the landing spot of himself, so that the Spirit can also, in baptism, and in strengthen and confirmation, come to start resting upon us. This is one of the reasons why we're called Christians. We're called Christians because Christ means the one who is anointed with the Holy Spirit, the one who is anointed with the oil of gladness. And we are little Christs because we are anointed in his Holy Spirit. And it's through his Holy Spirit that we become sons and daughters of the Father. We get to cry out, Abba, Father, with the same voice that Jesus equips us with. So John is seeing because he's soaked with the Spirit. We need to be soaked with the Spirit so that we can see Christ, especially hidden under the appearance of bread and wine. The Holy Spirit is the one who opens the eyes of our heart. John the Baptist, in the midst of a crowd, is able to say, that one right there. The Spirit is leading me to say, he is the one. And then it's confirmed with the Holy Spirit coming down and he says, he is the one that will baptize, not just with water, as I do, but in the Holy Spirit. And another part of the scripture says, and with fire. So I want you to think about what does it mean to be soaked, plunged into the Holy Spirit? Because this gets at what our first reading is really talking about. No one who remains in him sins. If we think about, imagine yourself as a cup. And this is what it means to be soaked in the Holy Spirit. Imagine you are a cup. And imagine, unfortunately, all of these little cucarachas, little cockroaches, have crawled into that cup. It's not a very nice place right now. That's us being captured in the realm of darkness. 
when Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit, when he pours out his very life-giving spirit upon us, it's like Niagara Falls opening up on this cup. And all of those cucarachas, no matter how much they try to hold on, are they going to stand a chance compared to the infinite ocean of mercy that's just being opened up upon that cup? Those cucarachas are going to get launched out as far away as possible. Now imagine if we are continually living and breathing in the Holy Spirit, soaked in his everlasting love. Then let's say those little cucarachas try to make a counterattack. And they say, all right, we're going to try to get back in there. We were kicked out once, now we're going to try to come back again. But if that, if that Niagara Falls is still going and going and going and going, do you think they could ever get back in? They're going to try, but that ocean is just going to be pushing them back, the ocean of grace. This is the message of divine mercy that St. John Paul II would say, mercy puts a limit on evil, a limit and says, you can go no further. It's like Gandalf saying, you shall not pass. When we are soaked in his mercy, and this is ultimately why the Immaculate Conception and the mystery of the Immaculate Conception is so important. Because Mary, from the first moment of her being, always had the waterfall pouring into her cup. There never was any cucarachas in there. And there never will be, because the water is pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring, and it's always pushing out. She is full of grace. She is overflowing with grace. And so sin doesn't have any mastery, never had any mastery, and never will. St. John the Baptist, in original sin, he had the cucarachas. But when Jesus sanctified him in the womb as Mary brought Jesus to her cousin Elizabeth and John the Baptist danced in the womb, it was like Jesus had the giant super soaker of all of the ocean of his mercy pouring out and throwing all of those cucarachas away. And he continued to live and breathe within that sanctified in the womb. And each one of us, St. Paul would say in one of his letters, you are called to be holy and blameless in his sight, holy and immaculate. So when we look at Mary and the mystery of the immaculate conception, the mystery of, his, of, of Jesus's loving divine mercy always filling her through the anointing of the Holy Spirit that never ever left, we can look at her and see her as the battle flag to rally behind in the midst of all the smoke and din of war and we're confused. We can look above that and say, there's one star that has never ever been touched by any of the cucarachas. And that is actually what Jesus says, remain in my love. Be soaked and baptized in my spirit. Allow the baptism for which you've been baptized 
in my passion, death, and resurrection, allow it to take root and come alive so it doesn't just stay on the bottom of our soul like chocolate on the bottom of a glass of milk. Let it come alive so that it fills every single nook and cranny. This is what St. Paul says when he says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. This is what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Pope Benedict once would say, everyone is called to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to allow the sacramental graces of life in Christ to come fully alive in the way that it always was in Mary's life. We're living the mystery of the Immaculate Conception when we're living in this grace of allowing the waterfall to never stop. We want to ask the Holy Spirit, keep us under that mercy. Because sometimes we stray away, weak and sinful as we are. Mary, she always, she never moved away from that. But we sometimes were like, uh, I'm just going to go on a little trip over here. Then we're outside of the waterfall, and guess who wants to come back into the cup? Las cucarachas. They want to come back in. And then when we find ourselves getting attacked there, we need to run back to the mystery of confession. And every time you hear those words, I absolve you of your sins, we're getting thrown back into the waterfall. All of those things get launched away. And we're living in that mystery of the Immaculate Conception, the mystery of divine mercy. So we need to keep asking the Lord to convince us that there's nothing for us outside of the waterfall. We keep going over there trying to find something better, and all we get is cucarachas. We need to just keep asking the Lord, place me, Lord, under the mercy, so that I may never look for anything else but your love and grace. That's what St. Ignatius would say. Only your love and your grace. That's enough for me. So let's ask Jesus today that his holy name might pour forth that salve, that healing water of mercy, and that we might listen to the voice of John the Baptist who says, he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit 
divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.